0: Welcome to the MTM Vegas Podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it It as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Spotify helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark CS is in town, and they're taking over everything as they usually do in early December. But Mercedes, with their brand new electric G-Wagon, they took over the Strip. I guess this vehicle has the ability to steer with all four tires, meaning it can just turn in circles, and boy, did they show it off.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. It was like a magic trick or something. I don't know how how it works, but it looks like you're on a showroom floor, and it's just turning in circles all together at the same time. The only thing that would have made this better... As if like Chris Angel was in the background going like this with his finger while it happened. <laughs> we'll talk about Chris Angel later. But we'll, is there anything that we won't shut the strip down for at
0: this point? Come on, we're just uh, give us a few bucks. The strip is all yours.
1: Vegas is all about showing your goods, right? If you got a couple bucks to to stuff down the bra, Vegas is willing and able to do that for you. <laughs>
0: It's 2024 and the culinary union is threatening to strike again, specifically all of the casinos that didn't come to a contract resolution last year. If you'll remember, the bigger casinos did come to a contract agreement, but a lot of the smaller ones didn't. And the workers there want the same deal that MGM and Caesars got. Hotels like Circus Circus, Rio, Sahara, Virgin, Circa, Binions, and others are still not under contract. And the union says the deadline to strike February 2nd which is just a few days before the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've they've timed these two strikes well, right before F1 and now right before the Super Bowl. So extra leverage. I know the last time everybody said the the union doesn't have enough reserves for them to strike long-term. So this is just kind of a ploy. But I mean, at this point, the other casinos already gave them the deal. Just use the same deal. Like you you knew this was coming. As soon as that deal was ratified and voted for and all that stuff, these casinos had to realize that they're going to want the exact same thing. So I don't know what the holdup is. I don't think they're going to be like, well, yeah, we'll take less than we would if we were working at MGM or Caesars, even though, you know, you guys are doing the same thing. I think it's just got to come to that. I don't know what the holdup is, but hopefully they get it done before Super Bowl, because I know I need my drinks when I'm in town. Well, the contract expired June 1st,
0: just like for the rest of the casinos. So they've been working this long. And I wonder how the economics are different between some of these smaller properties and some of the mega resorts on the strip as far as being able to pay. and and whatever. I haven't seen stuff like that in the news, but I'm sure, you know, a small place like Binion's probably doesn't have the same economics as a huge hotel like MGM Grand. But uh, Papa Giorgio did say no one wants to strike, but workers are serious and will strike if they have to. And the culinary union has their back every step of the way. Ted Papa George, of course, is the union secretary treasurer. A good reminder of Vegas vacation and Nick Papa Giorgio.
1: I'm glad we got to say the name again. If he just lived in Rancho Cucamonga, we'd be perfectly set. He needs to
0: move oh boy this show uh, with the mtm vegas drinking game it's uh all over the place we got a lot of good stuff here today <laughs> so let's talk fountain blue banquet drama vital vegas shared an update to a post from 2021 talking about a fountain blue banquet manager that was charging uh, employees up to five thousand dollars to give them better shifts now that is a big deal in the banquet space getting better shifts being able to uh get the better events better timings things like that apparently this guy was eventually fired a craziness and the fact that Vital Vegas posted about this in 2021. What were they doing with the banquet manager then? And how is he extorting people at that point when it was still years away from opening?
1: Yeah, I don't understand any of this. They were still like two uh, two years away. I think banquet management would be one of the last things you're worried about in staffing because banquet, as we've seen with other casinos, banquet facilities are usually the last thing that they get up and running. They sometimes open with that room unfinished because it just, it isn't ready to go right from the jump. So I don't understand how any of this was a thing. And then why does he confirm it two years later, you know, that, yeah, it was the fountain blue guy and why were they hiring people and who would pay $5,000 with the building half finished? Knowing that that five thousand dollars, who knows if he's still going to be there in a couple years? So many weird things to go with the story. The mob may be gone from Las Vegas, or "quote unquote" gone from Las Vegas, as one commenter
0: said. The mob isn't really gone, but. There are some shady people in this town. Let's just put it this way, through all the news stories that we see with the casino executives, managers, everything happening, there still has to be a lot of shady stuff going on behind the scenes.
1: I mean, we've seen this with people getting fired at casinos and for backhanded deals or friends of friends, type of thing, and you see that in anything really you know, corruption is rampant in all all areas of business and government. So you would expect it in Vegas as well, maybe more so than anywhere else. And this is just more of the norm. And like we just said in the opening, you know, Vegas will do anything for a dollar and there's shysters around every corner there. It sure seems like it. But let's talk about somebody who's not a
0: shyster. And that is uh, Anthony Curtis from Las Vegas Advisor. Longtime site covering Las Vegas. I think they have a YouTube channel. Obviously, they have a membership, lots of good information on their site. And somebody mentioned, because we talked about Downtown Grand in the last show and their buy two, get one free night promotion, that if you're a Las Vegas advisor member and they also have their coupon book, you can get Wave resort fees at Downtown Grand. So I thought it was worth kind of highlighting the coupon book for 2024, which is coming because it has a ton of like food specials a lot downtown. If you like Fremont Street, almost every one of the casinos down there has either free play two for one different things. Uh, There's other places on the strip and off strip as well for food deals and things like that. So yeah, it's definitely worth taking a look at Las Vegas Advisors discounts.
1: Yeah. And if you're kind of like a penny pincher, you like making your dollar stretch, uh, this is kind of a fun game. It's the reason I went into Downtown Grand the first time because they had like a $25 free play or something like that. So it will get you to go to the like more outskirt type properties. Of course, like the big names aren't going to be in there for the most part, but this gets you to check out maybe something you wouldn't go to otherwise and you find a place you like and you'll end up making money off of it either by getting cheaper food or free play or resort waves. So I I think if you go to Vegas a couple times a year, it's worth it, especially if you don't mind a reason to get out and, and kind of explore a bit. It's almost like a scavenger hunt or Pokemon Go for the younger viewers. And if you're going downtown, Downtown Grand
0: without resort fees, best rooms. I know Four Queens doesn't have resort yeah. fees. Rooms are much better at Downtown Grand. And so if you can get that way, that's a huge savings there. And then, like I said, a bunch of two-for-one Ellis Islands on there. Binion Steakhouse, 25% off. You get 25% off a of Hash House, a Go-Go. Two-for-one conies at the D. Get some of those Detroit Coney dogs. A lot of stuff. Two free glasses of champagne at Legacy Club and uh, cocktails at the front yard. There's a bunch of stuff. So we'll uh, put a link in the description. Just thought it was worth passing on and save on your resort fees. I wonder if you can combine that buy two get one with the free resort fee. Probably not, but... Uh, you know, given that it's 30 to $40 a night, not too bad.
1: Yeah, I think the resort fees would be the bigger discount anyway, getting that off of the three nights versus getting the third night free. Skip it if it doesn't, if they don't stack and just get those resort fees. That will cover the book plus double or triple probably if you're staying a couple nights.
0: So we talked on the last show that letter from the owner of Ferraro's and how they lost $2 million in revenue for F1. Now a lawyer is sort of drumming up media attention, I guess, for this push against F1 and wanting compensation for a lot of the businesses, specifically the businesses on East Flamingo and Harmon, basically the ones where that big bridge went up. And it's still up. We don't know when this bridge is coming down. They've talked about maybe making it permanent. I personally think it's an improvement for the intersection, although I see why all of the businesses are suffering Weston, that Jay's Market on the corner, Ellis Island, Batista's Hole in the Wall, and the stage door. All of these owners have complained. I think they said they lost a combined like $4 million in revenue, something crazy like that. And they're asking for money and they're sort of threatening a class action lawsuit if they don't get anything. So more pressure coming. I expect we'll see more businesses come out of the woodwork. This is going to be a battle, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think this is something that they probably should have foreseen, or I'm sure it's happened in other areas that they do it in the city center. So there should be like a slush fund should come from F1 or from the advertisers or or something along those lines, maybe a little bit of the city council that chips in for whatever money they're getting for this event. And they just create this fund that everybody goes and shows their receipts like, hey, we're down this much and you divide it up depending on who was affected the most. I think that's the way to do it. I think they should do it. You know, if they want to keep this event going and not have people screaming from the rooftops that it should stop or or be moved or whatever, what's 4 or $10 million to F1 off of what they made or these casinos? Have everybody that made record profits throwing a little bit of money to a slush fund to all the small businesses in the area. I think it makes sense and something that they should do. But what we saw from F1 doesn't seem like they're the type to, to do those type of things, uh, you know, trying to extract every dollar versus work with the community they're coming to. And these are old businesses that have been there a long time. I think Batista's opened
0: in 1970. Ellis Island, I think the late 60s. But I mean, these businesses have been around a long time. What's crazy to me is there's no date for this bridge to go down. So did F1 just build the bridge and then they just walked away? These owners are trying to get it down before Super Bowl. The county says there's no date on when it's going to come down. And then you would just assume it's going to go back up next year for the race. So a lot of messiness still. And I expect that we'll see some battles with the LVCBA over this. But hopefully they're open to helping these businesses. I said $4 million in lost revenue earlier, $20 million combined between all of these businesses. Absolutely nuts.
1: When I first saw the story in the notes, I was like, isn't this the bridge that they want to make permanent? So I'm sure that will be a whole another ball of wax if they try to do that and fights and it will be dragged out for years. It is a huge traffic improvement.
0: I hate to say it, but it is. So we'll see how it works out. As a reminder, our Patreon is now going, patreon.com forward slash MTM vegas. You can watch our weekly after show. You can also listen to it as a podcast. $5 a month gets you access to everything. Thanks to everybody who supports us over there. So, Mark, I've been catching up on Las Vegas, the TV show from the early 2000s that was on NBC. It's now streaming on Peacock. Finally, it hadn't been on streaming services forever. This is a show I watched from the beginning to the end, all the way through. It's a great look at early 2000s Las Vegas. Now, a lot of the casino scenes were filmed on a soundstage in Los Angeles, but especially in the first season, there's tons of exteriors. You have Green Valley Ranches pool randomly. A lot was shot at Mandalay Bay, including at their world-class wave pool. So there is so much coolness there. <laughs> and it was going for 2003 to 2008. And that's really the era before City Center and Cosmo and that sort of modern luxe Las Vegas came in. So it's a it's a neat thing. A lot of quirkiness. It really like leans heavily into the quirkiness of Las Vegas and some of the weird people that come here. I think episode six of season one featured Wayne Newton and the allusion to a road trip to Laughlin. So it's definitely down our alley. Even though they didn't show the road trip to Laughlin, they talked about it. So yeah, good times.
1: Yeah. If you want to see a road trip to Laughlin, check out our video. Hey, yo, I think it's the the show that's done the best at, at showing what Vegas and in that era and just Vegas overall and the feel for it and, and all that. And it's always cool when you live somewhere, like whenever they film something that's based in Detroit or I'm always more excited to watch that versus if it was somewhere else, even if it's not actually filmed there, it's just kind of cool if they to see if they get the vibe right and stuff. And I think they did a good job of that. always had a crush on... What was her name? Sam? Yeah, I always had a crush on her because this was, what, our late teens, early 20s when the show was going on. It was always good. I I definitely need to check it out. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years or whatever, but I did watch a lot of it. Always enjoyed it. It was such a cool show and, and glad that it's... You know, available, streaming all the way through, good binge TV right there. Yeah, I hadn't watched it since it went off the air, and I'm six episodes in to the first season
0: and loving every minute of it. So it's holding up for me. Like I said, it's very campy. You get a lot of weird characters, a lot of beautiful people, very nice sort of drive-bys of Las Vegas of that era, which is different. It just blows my mind, you know. Yeah. As we're getting older, Mark, just how quickly this trip has changed. I think about to like 2020, you know, when I was out there, whenever there was nobody there and just how much it's changed in the last three to four years. And then you look back 20 years and it's almost unrecognizable. Of course you have big landmarks, but everything's so different. Great show. Check it out. You can stream all the seasons. Yeah. I I love that thing. If you love Las Vegas, and you love goofy stuff, then uh, go for this so much better than that recent terrible Netflix show, which I only watched the first episode, but yeah, much better.
1: I don't know if this would make me sad when I go to watch it again, just like longing for what it was like and and kind of the quirkiness of Vegas and a little less polished, a little better deals, you know, a little seedier a bit and not as like trendy and hip as they're going for now. Maybe, uh, you know, we all long for those days, I feel like. And I don't know if it'll make me sad watching it. Did you get a tear? Did it come down your face? A little nostalgia. That? That's just <laughs> part
0: of, That's just part of getting older, Mark. Uh, a little tear did yeah. come, and uh, but I'm happy to watch it. Another tear coming for Terribles in Gene. Now, we talked about this and showed it on our Laughlin Road Trip, another reason to check it out. But it's in the news because they kind of announced a timeline for destruction. They started tearing down the casino, the old gold strike in Gene, Formerly Terribles as well. In December, it'll be gone by March, and then they are going to start construction on these giant warehouses. They paved Paradise and put up a parking lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want you know like a distribution center and <laughs>
0: on the side of the highway? If you want to see this building, it's going to go away. I'll get out there and film it a couple times as they tear it down. I have some footage in the last couple weeks. Uh, like I said, the casino is mostly gone. The hotel tower they haven't started working on yet, but that will be gone in short order, and it just becomes another casino of the past. We saw Colorado Bell and Lawful that's been closed since 2020 the cannery over on boulder highway closed since 2020 we lost both fiestas in texas so just talking about change man wow lots of big casinos gone in the last couple of years even if they were the sort of lower tier ones uh around las vegas
1: yeah can we make a like a law that you have to blow them up when you knock them down i think it makes it way better yeah i guess i mean that's out in the middle of nowhere so they could put
0: on quite the It'll show awesome. if they really wanted to what's also awesome mark chris angel saving the day we have a great Chris Angel story. So apparently this guy was in the audience being a jerk and he started causing a scene and he was had his phone out and they asked him to put his phone away. He wouldn't do that. He was fighting with security guards. And then Chris Angel descends from the stage and helps security apprehend the guy right in front of the audience. Yeah. I mean, uh, he,
1: bam. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he gets a mad about a, a guy videoing videos because they're just watching videos on, on the stage. <laughs>
0: No, you can't I can't give him
1: this what? one. <laughs> There's so many jokes here. One, does he fill two rows rows of people? You know, do we get to the second row normally? <laughs> oh, I just the the first thing I thought was this is such a planted story. Like I feel like this was just uh, made up drama. But the guy did get prosecuted, sounds like, or he went to jail. So. Maybe not unless he got paid a ton. I don't know. But it's kind of a wild story. And, you know, you deal with hecklers and stuff. You never really see it get physical in that way, especially for, you know, a magic show versus a comedian. Usually this type of stuff happens with comedians if they're getting picked on or they, somebody's drunk and trying to be funnier than the comedian. And they are able to work around it or whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> they got an extra special show, though. Anybody that was there, uh, that'd be kind of cool to see. He's probably been dreaming about this forever, right?
0: Just going out and taking care of somebody in the audience who's being a jerk. But I mean, how many performers would get off stage and do that, risk themselves, get out in the audience among the people? Chris Angel is a man of the
1: people. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think it's a plan. No, but maybe he just went out there and like snapped his fingers and hypnotized him and made him go to sleep. I don't know. There's so many questions. <laughs> All right.
0: Let us know in the comments what you think about all of this. Uh, this Crane's Chris Angel stuff. I think he's a hero personally, Mark. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So our last story of the day is Venetian and they are rebranding their loyalty program we've seen this happen so many times over the years mgm rewards was probably the last major one and usually it's not good but they are saying it's going to be better it's going to be the most rewarding loyalty program on the strip i think they all say that when they do this but grazi is turning into the very cleverly named venetian rewards and they're going to have tiers that are all named after gemstones so just like every other program
1: right yeah i love how they all have come back to not like marriott bonvoy like this stupid name they left Marriott rewards to be Marriott Bonvoy. And now all the casinos are like, you know, let's go back to just right on the nose, Caesar rewards, MGM rewards, and now Venetian rewards. So it's kind of funny, but I mean, it sounds like you got more ways to earn points on spending at the hotel and restaurants and all that stuff. So maybe it'll be easier to earn status. And then some of the status come with guaranteed suites, which, you know, all the rooms are kind of suites there, I feel like. So I don't know a better suite but I haven't played there in man decades and I was uh, invited there years ago I'm guessing like a host went from one and had a list or whatever so went there played for you know a long weekend didn't really ever get anything else so I don't think it was the most rewarding program at least from my uh, one time <laughs> experience but I've always enjoyed the property so if they can make it more rewarding. I mean, everybody else has been devaluing, so hopefully they can you know steal some of that thunder or bring some people in.
0: Yeah, it's a program I don't have a ton of experience with, so I'd be interested to have people in the comments let us know what you think of these changes. Under the new system, you'll get two rewards points for every dollar spent on hotel, dining, entertainment, retail, and spa, and then one point for every $4 wagered on slots, one point for every $10 on video poker, and two rewards points based on average bet and duration of play on specific table games. So it really depends on what the point are worth, or if they're worth a cent like all everybody else, then fairly competitive, not the best. It's uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, let us know if this is a downgrade for them. We have to kind of dive into and maybe do a comparison uh, coming up as they launch this, and we'll cover more in March when this goes live. But, yeah, Venetian new owners, you know, they want to put their mark on the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's we always talk about like rewards programs, and people t- <laughs> talk about. I feel like every property in Vegas, except for Venetian. So it's not, I don't think it's one that draws like big time gamblers. You hear about like TI as like the underserved or like the, the diamond in the rough. And then you know, MGM and Caesars for sure. You've, I've even heard about Resorts World and people talking about Fountain Blue with their new stuff. You never hear anything about Venetian, So hopefully this helps. And if you are a big Venetian gambler out there, one, I'd love to talk to you because you don't run into it very often. And two, let us know in the comments what you think of these changes. Are they good or are they bad? But I do love the
0: hotel. I stayed there quite a few times. I love the giant rooms. I love the resort. I think it's probably the second yeah. best resort in town. It's a, like Win. it's a place that you could sort of just go inside, stay and never leave with all the restaurants and the pools and everything they have going on. the restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great property and one that we love a lot, but yeah, neither one of us have spent much time in the casino. So hit, hit us up in the comments. Let us know what you think about the old Venetian program, the new one coming in, Chris Angel saving the day, the Las Vegas TV show, all that F1 stuff, another strike coming. Let us know down in the comments. We do two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in a couple days with another show. One last plug for our Laughlin road trip, fun episode. Check that out on the channel. Thanks for watching. Talk to you next time.
1: Thanks everybody. Have a good weekend. (laughs) So
0: stupid, but true.